Wagon people, welcome to another episode of the Just to Kick It is a Blessing podcast with your host Keith Tupagatiramu. I just want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by The Healthy Hub. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast The Healthy Hub. Um today we have a lovely guest in the studio. I will let her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Nyakenyo Karuga and um I've been friends with this homie for a little bit. Um but it's been up and down cycles of life, you know what I mean? And I guess that's why we're here today. Um before I start I just want to say that I'm very blessed. Um to know this guy and he's come through for me even in ways he doesn't know. I remember when, <clears throat> back in the day when we were in IB and he used to always say just to kick it is a blessing. And I used to feel so jealous that I didn't have like a slogan. And the best I could come up with is bad ya kazi ni kuchizi. And that uh, remained my slogan. It still is. Yeah. Um oh but I also had Rachel and smile. Okay. But then it's not as original as just to kick it is a blessing but even just to kick it is a blessing is not that original i got it from an asap song uh, it actually yeah. says my present is my present just to kick it is a blessing and yeah. you know from that i actually took that whole meaning that right. this means like just being alive or yeah. just the gift of life is a blessing in itself that's for sure but yeah. i definitely agree but i guess also because i'm not that much into like asap and stuff i first had it with you but as you said you took your own spin and i think you took it really to heart and then since i've known you from then and the way you've also grown as an individual it's just shown like how your life has become a blessing and the little mi- <laughs> miracles, <laughs> the little miracles yeah. that, that you know um have happened in your life. So, I'm definitely blessed to be here and very honored that you had me. And I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Um it's amazing for you to hear, be here. Do you know to take your time off this busy Thursday? <laughs> Probably not busy, but it's wow. okay. We'll allow it. Wow. But yeah, thank you for coming and thank you for choosing such um a topic to speak on. So, I'll let you start the conversation. All right. So, um I think this happened sometime last year. And we were together and you just began the podcast by the congratulations on your consistency. Wow, consistency and this discipline, big up to you. And we had talked about it and we had floated the idea of having a conversation, but we were like, what are we going to speak about? And for me, I think one topic that has plagued my life is friendships and just how to go about the relationships and just, you know, make them solid with all the toxicities and everything that happens. So I think it is a reached a point where both of us were like okay so the the friends that we thought would have been our forever friends the people who we thought would be standing with us and whatever majority of them are not there or we've drifted apart so this topic is about friends and drifting apart with age so for me personally speaking um I normally used to take that to heart But one thing that I've come to learn is that friendship is not static. It's not immutable. It has to ebb and flow in different ways. And part of the var- variables that come with that is the aspect of 
change and life events sometimes you actually just drift apart because life gets busy it's it's no life is about change yeah. life itself is not static it's so not. it's very hard to ex- to expect a certain aspect of life to you know to stay the same exactly and then the other aspect is the fact that we also all evolved if you think about it even biologically my human cells have to break down die and regenerate every single day for me to be healthy for me to be i mean to carry out with everything the same way i think in friendships that you also have to evolve and as an individual evolves you have to have that space to accommodate the other person to also evolve and i think that's one of the mistakes that i made um when it comes to expectations and dis- disappointments and i'm a person who loves very hard and i don't know how i'm an extremist i'm either for you or i'm against you i either pander you or i don't i but like I'm not a diplomatic person. I don't mix my words. I'm either there or I'm not. And I think part of growing up was me understanding that that's who I am. Many at times, I think we always focus on the bad things or our weaknesses or things that can be strengths to be also seen as weaknesses. So, for instance, being an extremist for a very long time, I used to fight it. I wanted to be as diplomatic as my father or be able to be accommodative to everybody but I I wasn't built like that. And so for a very long time it was hard for me to accept myself and thus my friendships also suffered because I was not being a friend to myself, I couldn't be friends to anyone else. It is very important if you're not a fr- if you can't be your f- self's friend. Yeah. Then it's very hard. It's yeah. it's the same thing as love. Mm-hmm. If you can't love yourself then it's very hard to love someone else. Right. And it just just like in everything in life everything has to start with you if it doesn't start with you you're always just going to be hopping and popping and looking everywhere and you won't find it and i think that was my experience with friendships and why they've been so difficult to maneuver and why they have caused me so much grief because everything that i've been searching for i wasn't that myself within myself and i think that deception of self and the fact that i wasn't willing to accept where i was as who i was um is what caused me so much turmoil and in in retrospect and sorry in hindsight it just makes me first of all apologize and ask for forgiveness for all the people that i've crossed because i didn't understand myself and i wasn't willing to accept myself because there's this quote that i love that says hurting people hurt others and if you don't heal what cut you you will bleed bleed on those who didn't hurt you and that's what i did i bled on so many people for things that they were, didn't do yeah that had nothing to do with them and it was baggages and packages from other relationships and from the onset like i'd set such unrealistic expectations for them and for me as well and that led to so many downfalls it lo- it led to so many unforgiveness and bitterness and guilt and shame and friendships are just really difficult and when you find toxic friendships or you're a toxic friend and it's okay guys to accept that we each have toxic traits it's true we're human beings human is to error and i think once we strip off the shame and the guilt of toxicity and learn to address each other with compassion and care we can move forward but that's what i had to do for myself first and that's why i'm saying i was not a friend i was not a good friend to myself first i was very nasty to myself from my self talk to the expectations and standards i set for myself 
to the fact that I was born a people pleaser. So automatically for me, my love was unless you need me in your life and I'm doing something and I know I'm doing something useful in your life, then I don't feel like I'm useful to your life. So it depreciates my value in your life. And then I feel less loved or less appreciated. And so then I withdraw and from withdrawing, then it causes you to feel some, some type of way. So, yeah, for sure. And then you're just like, okay, what's up with this mama? And then after that, I withdraw further because I don't know how to express what I'm feeling. I think for me, it's, always been the same until and i think i'm still working on it is that aspect of you know people like pleasing or but not like you for me like i try to be there for so many people or i try to do so much even though it's overstepping my boundaries yeah and even the other day um my friend shane told me yeah bro you need to realize that this person is not your friend. And once you realize that, yeah. you'll stop um, You'll stop uh, getting disappointed. The thing about you, Tupac, is you think that this person is your friend yeah. and it's clear that you care about them, right. but it's not a two-way street. It's not. So once you realize that, all that disappointment and heart that you feel will disappear. And I, for a while I reflected on it and I still do and... He has a very like good point, and especially like yesterday when I was reading on the stages of friendship. Yeah, I think what this is what stranger acquaintance, acquaintance, casual friend. Yes, um, close, close friend, friend, and then intimate friend. Intimate. Yeah, and I think like when I look at that, that person is probably a casual friend. Yeah, but for me, I took them up to like more of a close or intimate friend. Right, where. For them, they have no interest in being that person. For you, exactly. And it's totally fine. You know, you you live and you love. Actually, that is one of the most bittersweet things. Um, Shout out to your friend Shane, because that's also my personal experience with respect to this. There are people who I really, I think that's why I connect with you because I like being bubbly. You know, I like being bubbly and we're happy and we're having a good time. So when someone is not having a good time, I want to take that burden. So sometimes you take them so much so that they overstep your boundaries, as you've said. Um, and now me, for me, though, the part that used to kill me was I would automatically, after a good heart-to-heart, what we used to call DMC, right? I'd now make everybody my close friend, my close friend, my close So you're all just my close friend. And then... On the other side, this person is just not thinking like that. For yes. them, it was, okay, I needed someone to speak to at that moment. And Sylvie had created that space, so why not, you know? And so even for me, um, and I love what Miles Monroe says, he says, you have to qualify and quantify your friendships. And one thing that I keep on repeating to myself is know your lane and stick to it. And by the way, there are people who are not going to love you. They're not going to like you. It's and true. that's okay. That's life. You're also not going to be for everyone, whether you want to be or not. And that's okay. And you see, those are some of the things that I think were very hard for me to deal with because of my childhood traumas and the way I was bullied when I was in primary school and how it made me shape myself and look at myself. Because I was always a very bubbly person. But then (laughs) children can be so cruel. Like, because they have zero filters. They don't care. Yes, true. And so for me, being the principal's 
child at the time and I'm still a child. I don't have emotional intelligence. I don't know. So I was being dumped on a lot of things that I couldn't understand and I was being ridiculed and it's a public school. So of course, as in, there were so many things that made me change the way I saw myself and in turn brought me to that people pleasing and um, thinking that everybody should love me. No, no, every, everybody should know me. I should make an impact in everybody's life. And that's you know, how I think life is. Like one of season one's episode, I think, episode nine. Yeah. I think it's titled, I, I used to want to be famous. Yeah. But now I just want to be happy. And yeah. for me, that's the same thing where I'd overstep my boundaries just to make other people happy or, you know, just to be part of certain people you know like i'd make sure i'd have like my birthday parties like there'd be like th- hundreds of people in my backyard yeah and my backyard's not even that big you know <laughs> but like you know just because i was like you know if i invite this person even though i don't really want them here they'll invite me for this and you know it kind of makes me and i think it also came with a lot of pressure with the name tupac but then now when yeah. i look at it yeah like these days you know you actually genuinely just have like two or three quality friends and right. the rest are just like maybe close or casual friends and then yeah. acquaintances, you know. I learned actually that for me, my intimate and my close friends are very few. Majority, actually majority of my people are acquaintances or casual friends in the understanding of the five stages of friendship. And the thing about the five stages of friendship is that you actually have to go through each stage. And if you surpass one or you rush through one, then by the time you reach the place, because the foundation is so rocky, then it all just crumbles down. So one thing that I also told myself was you can have like great moments with some people. Like you guys are chilling. It's fun. The vibes are great. And then you meet again repeatedly and often and it's cool. But then that is not your intimate friend. It's just a friend for, for going out. Exactly. For and, party. And I think a lot of us just have weekend party friends. friends. Exa- for sure. Not even party <clears throat> friends, like weekend friends. Yeah. So Monday to Friday, you're probably with alone even. Yeah. But in the weekend, you're probably with like 10, you know, 15, 15 people. people. And you're just like, these are my people. These are my day ones. And I think this is, again, why like social media and me have had such a love and hate relationship. Basically because I have this, um, weaknesses of also like comparing myself with others and what they're doing and what I'm not doing or how they're doing and etc. It's, it's not just you. I think it's everyone. Yeah. With and the pressures that it comes. Yeah. With. And I think that's why I think, and I, I'll probably get that as a tattoo. <laughs> Comparison yeah. is the thief of joy. It is. I read that quote and I was like, what? It's actually so true. It no. is. Cause it, I'm sure like, it even happens without you knowing sometimes. Yes, you're seated in your room, you've probably gone through snap like this. You're like, oh shit, man, this guy's actually went out without me. You know, like you've compared, like out of nowhere. Right. It's just exactly. taken away the little happiness you had. And you probably had the best day ever. And you probably didn't even did, want to go out. Yeah, you didn't even want to go out. Achieved everything you wanted to do yeah. for that day. Yeah. But that one little thing changes everything. The yeah. Let me tell you, that's, that's, that quote, even me, that's a quote and a half. Because, like, it's very true. And I just experienced it just last night. I had the uh, most ridiculous night. But I was just on, like, Snapchat and I'm watching people and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you, where are your friends? You, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know? And I'm just like, okay, it's not that I don't have friends. 
And it's not that I genuinely want to do the same activities. It's just that sometimes what is depicted out there makes it seem as though, wow, guys are having the best time. And of course, we can't we can't be um, ignorant of what is going on. There's a global pandemic. Yeah. So you see when people and everybody is being frustrated in one way or another and is going through it in one way or another. So when you're saying people are just having their fun, which is not a problem, it's just like, hey, yeah, where are my people? Do we have a fun? Or who's the crew I'll go with? Going back to the people who are weekend friends. But like... Also, I'll tell you something like what I said about like, and I think the first podcast I ever really, um, I ever recorded yeah. was sometimes people use, just use that as an escape. That you is know? true too. Yeah. That and is true too. I think I read a study, something, and they're like, the amount of drugs Kenyan teenagers are taking yeah. as a oh. form of escaping reality, not just the socialness, but just as a form of escaping reality yeah. is quite high compared to other countries in Africa. Definitely. You know, that's, that's what that And it's not just even drugs. Escapism is also through people. You understand yeah. what I mean? Cause there are times genuinely speaking in my own experience, I, I'm going through it. I'm going through it and I'm, I'm lost for words and I'm breaking apart and I'll just go to soak up someone else's energy. You know what I mean? Which is also not healthy. And that's why I'm saying like, this is why we need to quantify and qualify our friends for ourselves and know our lanes and work through our toxicities or our, our negative traits in order to be better by acknowledging them and catching them and then unlearning them. Because something like that is I'm escaping my reality and I'm taking everything with me. And these are not people that I know will help me or will take me anywhere or, you know, I'm just escaping with them. So for sure, I understand and I really truly relate to escaping one's reality through companionship. Or I won't say companionship, I'll say acquaintanceship because companionship is deep. It's a I bit mean, deeper. yeah, I mean, acquaintanceship, which I can say majority of the time I have hell a lot of acquaintance. And I remember when I was doing my graduation party. And I was just feeling like if I don't invite this person, I won't invite. Like, you know, pressure. So much pressure. pressure. But you know, like when I saw the people looking, I was like, wow. And then it's ridiculous because there are people who refuse to RSVP. And I was like, okay, ma'am, I'm just going to budget for the people who've RSVP. Guys were parking lot pimping. No, no, it's, Bro, it's I was like, who are these guys? Madness. As in, so I'm like, it's great to know people and be social and have a network. Yes. Let's not your net worth. Yeah, your net yeah. worth is your network. Exactly, and there is no stage that is horrible because even as a stranger, oh. that's a great place to be because that's a new adventure. Yeah. And acquaintanceship also has a very important role. Like all these guys, one day will probably work with each other or help each other out, or our kids will need each other. So exactly, our network is our net worth. But putting acquaintances and casual friends as intimate or close friends and giving them that, those expectations, I think is now where we start to have problems and that's where our toxic traits come. And that's where now we stop accommodating each other and growing with each other. Cause remember friendships are to grow each other. They're meant to feed each other. We're meant to create each other because I was reading something and there was a study in Sweden that was saying that genuinely speaking part of even like, 
your mental health and your well-being in general is also the friendships and the people that you influence by your friends exactly yeah you you have around your space so i think that is or oh, that was my challenge that people who are my strangers and acquaintances i expected them to be my intimate and close friends and that's not what they wanted and that's okay that they didn't want me in that space but i should also respect my space yeah. and their space by accepting we're Gucci. Like we'll just there are people nowadays we just call each other like ah that's it. Phone call buddies. There are others who are just text buddies. There are others who are just you know drinking buddies. And that's not. It's important to know. Yeah. Um actually I think I actually saw a quote the other day by Aristotle that said yeah a friendship is one soul occupying two bodies. Yes. And I was like wow that is actually very yes. deep. Yes. Like it makes so much sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. And why I really relate to that is because majority of the times when people speak on soulmates, you always think romantic mate. But to me I have the most amazing soul sister. And that's shout out to you Candy. I love you very much. That's my cousin and sister. And that is the one person who knows me inside and out. And it's it's a safe space. And one thing that I learned about friendship to know if it's great is or if to know if it's a true friendship is how that person makes you feel when you're with them. Because if you're trying to water yourself down, if you're always trying to correct yourself, if you're always trying to hide your insecurities, you can't be upfront and candid with them with whatever topic and your communication is not great. Your conflict um resolution is always shouting at each other and daggering each other and hitting below the belt that is not your friend yeah. um that is a person that you have uh touched yourself to and you've attached to them toxically and they are feeding a toxic trait that you also have that you have to deal with and this um through the lens of my soul sister she's one of the people that has always had my back but she's one of the greatest um motivators and role models that made me learn how to introspect she told me for me to have any kind of relationship i always have to feel secure yeah. so i question myself what is feeling secure for me because that's a broad term and for me security means i can be 100% nyaks like just me and i don't feel like i have to means anything and once i started realizing that i started evaluating the people around me i said realizing that people that i call my best friend i'll be around but i wouldn't even tell them anything that has happened to me whether it's good whether it's bad, bad. whether it's casual i'll just namaza and even when they ask i'll give them a summarized version of it it's not going to be this and this and this you know but then they'll be able to dump everything that they're saying but me i won't feel i realize mm that's not your friend another situation or another example was where before i used to have so much anger resentment and like i used to be very aggressive in the way i spoke because the only way i knew how to express myself was in anger i didn't know how to express frustration except through anger i didn't know how to communicate except through anger so it was either i'm again extremist happy and bubbly so i'm woo or i am vexed out of my mind 
And many people actually, and this was not even a good joke, used to say that I was bipolar. And it really, it really messed with my mind at some point when I was younger. Because even when I started thinking, okay, are you bipolar? But guys, educate yourself before you start um, labeling people with different things. So yes, I'm I'm not bipolar, but I am an extremist, and that is part of my personality, and that's part of my part of my persona, and I had to understand. So when I started introspecting my root of my anger and why I was so rough, I realized it's because I'm angry with me because of how I was treated with my first friends. And so guys, friendship is really important, and how you relate with others is something that we should all take into consideration and take it from someone who I'm genuinely coming from an angry, bitter, unforgiving, vengeful, vindictive, and aggressive girl. I used to be so rough. Like, I'm so sorry to everyone who was under my wrath because I was rough. But I'm coming to forgive myself and I hope you forgive me too. And I pray that any has inflicted on you willingly, unwillingly, knowingly, unknowingly, that you'll find it in your heart to forgive me because that was never my intention. And that's another thing. If you don't, again, as I said at the beginning, if you do not heal what has cut you, you will bleed on those who didn't hurt you. It's true. Yeah. It, <clears throat> it's true. Uh, someone actually told me that the other day. They're like, it's very hard to start something fresh if you're still... You know, for yep. you to, it's like a monkey swinging on a branch. It has yeah. to let go of one to catch the other. Yeah. So if you don't let go of this, you'll, you'll tend to miss this or you can't reach it. Right. You have to let go of this you know, right. to, to actually grab that. And like you said, um, I really love what you've talked about, like, you know, learning to, to get to know yourself, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, we fail to learn about ourselves. You yeah. Know? And even for me, like, there's things... Like these days I'm learning about myself. And like I said, I actually also read a quote the other day that said, the longest journey is the journey inwards. Always. And I was like, wow. Like, Always. Like, hey, the girl wrote this. Hey, Alipitia. Hey, Uyo Alipitia. That guy. For sure. Yeah, that went through something that was very smart. Or both. Yeah, or both. Or both. Because to write a quote that powerful. Yeah. Like, and that's not crazy. too many words, you know. It just, yeah. it cuts across. But I think that all, that's also something that is very key because it also leads to vicious cycles. Because what I found is, as you said, you can't start something new without putting to past. or I mean, sorry, putting to bed the past. So what I did is I entered a loop of new, fresh individuals but same old nastiness. Behavior. You know, so even if this person pendered me and wanted the best for me, I could only see them through the lens of all the other people. I don't know if you've ever watched the the ghost of his girlfriend's past or something. It's um Is it a scary movie? No, no. I, I don't watch, do horror. I don't know horror. No, but it's man. by it's by Matthew McConaughey. I don't know. I don't know so horror as man. No, no, no. It's not a horror. It's it's actually meant to be like a chick flick, romantic oh, comedy, ni, 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 of this guy who is visited by all his ex girlfriends. Yeah. To also show him 
like what you did to us guys and yeah. how you were just so rough it's just the same thing it's a cycle and it's a vicious cycle and i don't think i want to meet the ghost of my girl ex-girlfriend bro i don't want to meet the ghost either but you see this uh, this is the hard work that we have to do to be emotionally intelligent but also to be better for ourselves for those who are around us and for the other generation that's coming because remember what you don't heal you project onto others yeah. right and for those of us for instance i want to be a wife and a mom i end up projecting things to my husband to my partner to my children so i the back actually has to stop with you you have to actually sit with those ghosts and i think that was one of the most difficult things of my introspection journey and actually look for as you talk as you talk yeah, yeah. i want to look for something on my phone that i read yesterday no stress um as i at the beginning of my introspection journey that was one of the most bitter sweet moments to accept that i have ghosts and these ghosts are in my closet and these are my ghosts and these are consequences of my choices and i had to take accountability in whatever friendship in whatever relationship in whatever failed um um failed what do you call this failed endeavors or accomplishments i needed to sit down and be thoroughly honest with myself and actually face these ghosts and face the emotions that come with those ghosts emotions such as shame guilt disbelief because you see you also sometimes we also have a facade and a mask towards ourselves in how we portray ourselves you know yeah. we convince ourselves we're such great people we you know want the best for people etc etc and i genuinely intentionally love people um but i had really come to a point where i think i was extremely judgmental of others and i was i i, I was very condescending or belittling yeah and i was humbled hey my friend there's nothing i search for more in this world as humility and not just humility in sense of everything but even in my intellect when i meet people of all walks of life i never ever choose the road of oh me i know yeah nowadays i'm always like i don't know nothing okay anyways i was yeah. going to tell you i yeah. found it yeah so yesterday i saw this quote by steven butler that said we need to get rid of this idea that therapy is just for people with something wrong with them right you can go to therapy if everything is fine and you want to keep it that way yeah you can go if you want to become the best version, uh, version of yourself and you can go for no reason at all yeah and like one of my friends is called Teddy he said therapy should be a legal requirement you know like from the age of 10 yeah. and 12 people should start going to therapy right you know something like about the mind because it's become something so unique yeah. and something we still don't understand completely should be something within the curriculum to avoid what we're seeing now you know yeah and i feel like there's a way that they try and hide from us the important things to keep us in that box and that's why we go to school of course you know? definitely so we all become employed yeah instead of create something of our own you know for sure yeah um definitely i completely concur with that and i i think formal education is great but i also think it is something to standardize and subsidize and sometimes it can be propaganda because for sure when i came out and i started doing my own research and i knew how to research and stuff the things that I, i was taught was just you know kijuju they just thought oh they were cool 
this is what happened. And, you know, we invited them into our space and they came to save us. Then you come and realize the atrocities and you're like, excuse me, what? You know, things like how we're called barbaric. Yet we actually had a system of law that worked. You know, yeah. we had a hierarchy, we had rules, we had kings, we have, we had royalty, <laughs> you know. Anyway, that's besides the point. I do agree as well with respect to therapy. And this is something very true because I think everybody needs therapy. I think everybody I needs think so a safe space where they can unleash who they are and question without having to be questioned with emotions. Because the truth is, you're, you're my friend, and I might be going through something, and I come to you. Honestly, you have every intention to be there for me. But I come and tell you something outrageous, like I'm going to make a ridiculous decision. And your first instinct, because of the love that you have for me, is to protect me and say, that's wrong. Yeah. Before you even address what's the underlying reason. Why you even want to do that. Yeah. What and that's why it's to important that? to like see a specialist exactly yeah. someone and we're not to talk listen i love god but i'm not talking about your aunties i'm not talking about your pastors i'm not talking they are anointed hallelujah praise the lord but i'm talking about a licensed therapist who has experience um and that is really important because that is really important because they are professionals you see we go to teach us to teach us, we go to doctors to treat us, go to a therapist who's licensed to give you that safe environment. And I don't personally think it should be as late as 10 because there are very many studies that says from zero to seven years, your child has formed and collected all the character traits True. and now they're just building on them. And that's the truth. Even in my own personal life, what I'm seeking when I'm doing this introspection and unlearning is to go back to that seven-year-old girl. Yeah. I remember being bubbly, being full of herself and confident, who was okay by staying herself, creative, just running around, just playing, just being her. That's what I want to be. And with my little nephew, I can see he's just seven months, but like he already has like an attitude. You can tell him he's like, mm -mm, that ain't for me, sir. Yeah. Like when we're playing a song, if he don't like it, he's going to tell you he don't like it. You know, as in he just, you see. So I think as soon as they're able to communicate, I believe it's very important to always have someone that is there for them and that you as a parent feel is safe as a guardian for this child because that's also part of parental care. Your kids can't always come to you. You're their parent. Yeah, it's true. You know, siblings the same. And even us guys, as the family members, we should always encourage our people to find someone outside of us. Because even us guys are burdened, burdened with our own problems, then you come and give me your problems. Your problems trigger my problems. Yeah. So now we're both problematic. We can't help each other. We can't. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely go to a licensed therapist if you're okay if you're not okay if you feel like you're coming down in fact shout out to sharon mundia i love the um her vlog i think it's a vlog yeah. but it's a video on youtube that she just posted i think this weekend she was just speaking about the same thing that guys it's okay not to be okay and i think that's also a challenge for all of us because i think our generation was raised in a manner that we had to be okay 
right? And because we're you the have gener- everything, yeah, That's you the have everything, you have, yeah. so you have to, to be, be okay. Because okay. the older generation is like, do you know how much we did for you guys to have? You know, like we walked to school. You know, we didn't have this, we didn't Enough have that. Shoes. And we're just like, bro, okay, first of all, you guys sat down and you prayed to God and you're like, give us a child. Even us guys, we weren't like, oh, me, I'm playing, I'm coming to the Karuga household. Yes. So it's also like, bro, don't give me that pressure. like pressure, right? But and then, I think parents need to understand that yeah. as well. And then now for guys like you who have siblings under, they are now even in a different world than we were raised. Because us guys were still raised with Simoya Jami, with the booths, you know, like with... Nokia 3300, you know, still with analog digital, analog digital, yeah. fine. These guys are deep in the digital space and their minds are still forming. The amount of things they're consuming is crazy yeah. at the rate they're consuming. I had, I was watching like, um, no, I was reading a newspaper that was talking about how like the younger generation trusts social media more than they trust like libraries. And I was like, Wow. That's crazy. The power of social media. Social media is crazy, man. It's mad. So you see, and with that's all why it's this, playing on people's mental health. Exactly. Because your mind is either your greatest asset or your worst friend. That's true. And it can really play tricks on you. And wow, it's just like, guys, let's just all seek help for ourselves. For the friendship with ourselves, for the friendships with our parents, our siblings, our children, our friends, our grandparents, just even in the workplace. Because remember, if you're not okay with yourself, if you're not okay with the people around you, there's no way now you'll go to Jobo and you'll be okay with those people. There's no way you'll go to the club and you'll be okay with those people, you know. Because there's this thing, um, there was a time last year, or the last two years, I really wanted to leave Nairobi. Like, I really, I really wanted to go. Nairobi, the toxic city. Hey, bro. Ava. Hey, I, I wanted to go. But my dad sat me down and told me, you know, wherever you go, you're taking yourself. You know, and I, and I was like, wow, that's true. That's very powerful. Yeah. It is what brought us here. Yes. So why do you think we outgrow people, outgrow friends? I think there are very many variables. It could naturally be that we've outgrown each other in that our friendships or our relationship or our lives generally have taken different turns. And I think the most common one, especially at this age, is when people get into intense romantic relationships, marriages, partnerships, get children, graduate, change career paths, relocate, you know, because in situations where you probably used to see each other every day or talk to each other every day, now there's so many different life changes that have like overcome and you see one one thing people don't understand is friendships is a lot of work yeah. and that comes with a lot of work intention and it's, effort. it's an investment exactly investment of time money effort you know emotions there is so much that you're giving your time to and that's why you have to quantify and qualify your friendships yeah. because you can't be giving your strangers or casual friends or acquaintances an hour of your day every day right that's true it, it just doesn't make time sense. Time is actually the most important asset you have. It's the only Money resource. you can make back. Time you, can. you can't get back. You can never. I think so. I think for me, like, personally, um, it's been a while since I think I probably had a best friend, you know? Yeah. A lot of people ask me, oh, who's your best friend? I'm like, I really don't know because 
for me, my best friend or the last best friend I had was for hard, but the relationship outgrew because he moved away, you know. Right. And there's the casual texting and what what, but yeah. eventually it got to a point where it wasn't enough, you know. Exactly. So someone I'd see like maybe five six days a week, you right? Know? And then I eventually, you know, it it disappears. So you start talking and what? Yeah, but, but the love is still there. And I, yeah, and that's the thing that people, that's need, what people to know. need to know. Yeah, to like understand. sometimes it's not at a bad. It's not toxic. Oh my gosh, it's not drama. Sometimes it's honestly just we're in different spaces. But I'm sure if he was here and you guys met, it would just be like, oh wow. You know, I know this, and like I said, there's people I don't have to also hang out with like every day or speak to every day. Yeah. But I know like if we hang out, it's vibes for days, you know. Exactly. And like I could call them if there's good news or bad news. Right. And they do the same. So I totally understand that, you yeah. know. And that's what I want. And that's what I wanted for us to bring out with this podcast is that there's nothing wrong with outgrowing a, a friendship. friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said in the start, it's not something static. It's not. Yeah, it evolves. It evolves. Yeah. And one thing I think I want people in listening to this podcast to learn is your life is like a movie. Yes. And you're the main character. And the director. Oh, God is the director. Sorry. Yeah. You're the main character. <laughs> yeah. So you find people that are there for the whole movie. Yes. Let's say even say a series. Your life is like a series. Mm. So you'll find people that are there from season one to season ten. Yeah. You'll find people that were just, just there for season one. Yeah. You'll find people that were there from just season. Appeared in season two, came till ten. But you get the concept. Right. Like there's different people that will appear and their roles are different. They're not meant to be there from season one right. to season ten. And that's right. completely fine. What we need to understand. And there's people who will be good. And there's villains as well. I always. You get. And me, I love and the villain. You see, yeah. And there's people <laughs> who will start out as your friends and exactly. end up as villains. You see. Hey! Where I feel attacked. You but get. It's true. Yes. No, no, no. No, no, but it's true. That's it's how true. life is. Exactly. You know? And we all watch movies or series, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's the best way for people to understand it, you know. Right. Everyone in that movie or series has a role to play. Exactly. And without them playing that role, then there's no way to reach the final goal or to deliver the message or, you know, the trophy at the end, you know, For sure. if you're not kicked by that kid in the football yeah. and then you now go gym and you're better and then score the last winning goal, you know, it's like, not going to happen. If he didn't For kick sure. you, you'd have probably never won. Yeah. So it's important for us to understand yeah. that there's everyone to play a role. And for me, it, it took me a while to understand that, especially because I also take friendships very, very seriously you know personally yeah you know, very seriously yeah. yeah so yeah no and actually that is not the second reason why guys drift apart because it's seasonal right relationships oh. are seasonal and i like what you said because sometimes someone was actually just coming to teach you something and then even you you're forcing issues and like there's this thing that says imagine if you don't learn god will keep on repeating it until you learn yeah and then you realize hey this was a seasonal moment this was to teach me this lesson and then i move and i think that is also something very big in my personal relationships in that i have had friends that i thought my friend oh my god like right now i'm going through a friend breakup one of the worst friend breakups i've ever had but i'm at peace because i realize or just that statement that it's seasonal she came she was great for the time that she was great then she did me dirty and that's okay 
Everyone is that teacher lesson. And like you Kabisa. said, God's that teacher lesson. And yeah. he needs you to learn that lesson. Yeah, it's like a must. You exactly. get. And For the more purpose. you ignore the lesson, <laughs> the tougher the lesson gets. Where? You get. So it, it's, it's just like gym. Yeah? Yeah. You lift 10 kgs today. Resistance. You've refused. He puts mm. for you 20. Yeah. It's for you. Until you say, hey, okay. This is how this and this is, you know, meant to be done. Definitely. I completely agree. So other than that, of course, there's the loyalty issues. Me, I'm a guy who I am loyal to a fault. Loyalty is not even something that I play with. And so I think that also is coupled with trust. When you find that loyalty and trust are broken, then that is also why people drift away. Because they're just like, hey, the way this person did me dirty, I can't even come and talk to them about it. You know, because again, part of this friendship um, heartbreak that I'm going through is also because of that. It's because of loyalty and trust. And once you betray that, like I can pender you. And for sure, if you ever come across this podcast, because I know you know yourself, I still pender you with all my heart. But once you rip away trust and loyalty, you see now you take away security. Yeah. How am I ever going to look at you the same? And the fact that you're doing no effort to earn back the love the loyalty and the trust then you see you just automatically know you have to drift so with this topic guys it's okay to drift apart from friendships when it comes to outgrowing and it's yeah. okay to just come to understand that we're both in different paths now kuna ubaya and these Actually, are to the people yeah these are these are to the people who are so rough to their friends who get married or have kids because i'm around that um age group nowadays and majority of them are just like eh where during my wedding siju i had these friends but then these mamas started talking badly to me they started doing this they started being like the bridezilla or telling me what to do guys listen as in we're here to help each other grow to aid each other not to overtake each other's lives you know and like like you see now that you're saying about like it's okay to outgrow friendship yeah um sende who we spoke to i think two weeks ago Mm. said never feel obligated to keep a bad friendship because it's it is an old one yeah mm. no ebu just say say to say it again say it again for the people at the N- bank eh. never feel obligated <laughs> yeah to keep a bad friendship because it is an old one your shout out sende shout out kabisa that a mm. and i think that's that's so powerful no, i think that's the truth yeah a that's lot of us truth. try to hold on to people we've known since we were young yeah. despite it being very toxic and everything because yeah. you know you feel like okay i've known this guy for 10 years yeah now who will i have on my wedding if i've known for 10 years if i throw away this guy yes I, and you know i think that was also one of the reasons why i could not detach myself from very many people that were not serving my life because i was just like a the things we've pitied a the things we've seen a o ah but then at this present moment are you serving me am i serving you am i healthy to you are you helping to me because you see even you as a person who's holding on to that person you're also holding them back you're also holding them um hostage please remember guys in any situation it takes two to tango never take the victim mentality of i'm the one who's hurt because there are choices that you equally made that were causing the other person to react and there are actions that they made that caused you to react and it became this huge ball of misunderstanding but for sure that is very true let go imagine i've i've met someone in three months and they've done so much for me than people have known for 10 years So my friend, time. Friend, yeah. 
Let it go. Friendship has no you time. You know when it comes to relationships, you can date that guy for eight years, my G. He has you like this. Four months, he's married. Four months, he has a child. Hey! It's true. My friend, let go of that time factor. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, no, I think even for me, I've always put a lot of focus on time. Yeah. When the truth is, like you said, seasonal, you know. It is. Like, yes, they were there for like 10, 15 years of your life. And it was great. And it was great. But they were just there to teach you something. Yeah. No, and they and were there for that season. Yeah, they were needed for that season. Yeah. But in the next season, again, maybe God is elevating you to a place where this person is not also not at the point you get. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we all came here solo. Yeah. In as much as we love each other and we're interdependent and all of this, we came here solo. So each of us have our paths. And until we recognize and we're always willing and intentional and deliberate with ourselves with where we're going how we're going why we're going we always have to evaluate who is in us what are we doing with them what are they doing with us you know before guys me let me tell you before last year me i'd left the church bro i'd left my faith i i don't know where i'd gone i had just exploded rough i used to a the anger i had with god but from last year during COVID up until this year, it's a 180. So if you meet me now, I'm always going to be talking about God or I'll bring him up or, you know, and you look at me like, hey, yeah, what's going on? So a person who's known me consistently, and this is something that I'd urge everyone to read about. It's called the closeness bias. And when it comes to friendships, the closeness bias, I was taught um, by a friend of mine, she's called Nadia. Shout out to you, Nadia Gashanja. Jerry, I love you. Um, she's the one who taught me about this. It's that the closer you get to someone, the more you have a bias of them. And you keep them in that box of who they are. So the more you're rigid to them changing and evolving in their lives without you separately. So you always want to be part of them. Even if, for instance, where they're going has nothing to do with you, you have that attachment and clinginess to them through that closeness bias. So now what happens is, and what the advice is, when you're having the closeness bias, it is the closer you are, the harder you have to work to remain connected to the person that you're close with. Because if you don't, you will end up coming into this route of, I knew Tupac in IB. And the, for sure, the Tupac for IB is not the Tupac who sitting here with me. Yeah. But if I did Even not, I know that. exactly. If I did not deliberately say, okay, you know what? We're going to grow into another friendship. We're not going to try to recreate the one we had when we were kids or the one in IB. We're just going to evolve with it. That's why we're here today. If I took you as the same Tupac from IB, we would not be here today because I'd be holding a lot of grudges against you and you'd be doing the same against me so that closeness bias is also something that i think people need to really think about and this thing of effort and investing your effort and time guys listen it's very key as he said your time is your resource and it's the only resource that you have and it's finite like it's not infinite it's finite it will come to an end so whoever you're spending time with is someone you have to also remember and evaluate that this is something, this is a part of you you're giving and you will never get, get back. back. So if you take it with that seriousness, you'll also realize that in your friendships, you will put in that effort because it's not taking away from you, it's adding to you. And that's what the friendship is meant to be. It's meant to be nourishing you and you nourishing me. A friendship should never take away from you. Never. No once friendship, it gets to no that relationship. Point, then it's, it's, it's time not, to cut ties. It's, it's time to just say, it's a wrap. All right, man. Yep. 
Um, as we come to the end of this, I have a few questions for you. Okay. And the first question is: mm-hmm. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think that these days mm-hmm. we stay in toxic friendships mm-hmm. be- because we focus more on what the friendship looks like instead of how it makes us feel? Definitely. Definitely. There's that in the aspect of the time and the aspect of how do I even end this relationship? And you know, Kwanza, this generation for ghosting, that is the one thing I hate. Wow. Ghosting is the poorest way you can ever do to someone. Like it's it's just whatever is in your heart, whatever you think is too hard to say, just say, might I ghosting someone, especially, you know me, I used to be a person of anxiety. Yani, you will build sand castles. What has happened here? How has, what have I done? You know? It's bad for people who overthink. Yeah. It, yeah. So guys, I think for, to answer that succinctly, that yes, sometimes it's how it looks vis-a-vis how it makes you feel. And I think also sometimes we force ourselves to make ourselves think that it feels right as well out of loyalty to that person. So So because the one for the time factor. Yeah, not just even the time factor. It could be, let's say you're even business partners or there are other things or responsibilities that even like, for instance, like you have a business together, you've started, it's great, and you want to venture out. You know, that has money. That was your baby. That was all of that. You see that also, you, you will prolong it because there are responsibilities that are attaching both of you to it. To it. Yeah. So sometimes you also just convince yourself that it feels right, even if it's not. All right. Next question. Yes. Do you think because we jump from one friendship stage to another while skipping others in the long run may affect our friendships? Yeah, definitely. Take your time, guys. You did not just come from one years to 22 years to 50 years to 80 years bro everything i've come to learn is a process and i don't understand why our generation and me inclusively um in this generation wants to rush life guys in shortcuts yes not just shortcuts but rushing life rushing experiences rushing moments you know, I catch myself sometimes because I, I keep on saying I want to be a wife and a mom. And one of my weaknesses is catching myself. Oh, my gosh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait because I'm 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 single badly anyway. So I'm just always like, I cannot wait. I can't. Then I'm like, no, girl, you can wait. You can really wait. Because you see, the moment you start rushing things and you rush a process and you cease to enjoy the getting to that fruit, you know. Yeah. So you if you don't, if you rush the change apart and the... Um, acquaintanceship, then you're just here saying this is your close friend. You also miss the red flags, you know. You also miss the character in this person. And you cease to enjoy those little unserious things, you know, like just how you laugh or what is this about or just banter. No. The thing for rushing things is actually very important. Yeah. My uncle used to tell me, relax, Tulia, you know, you know, because I'd go like with the girl that I'd be seeing at that time and like, yeah, this, I think this done. Like, yeah. Bro, relax, man. Look God. at some of yeah. us. Bro. We're already in the second marriage. You, you're so young and you're talking about marriage. Relax, <laughs> man. Yeah. Where are you running to? Unenda? And like, no cow. Like yeah. now, I actually see yeah. what they were saying. Exactly. You know? But at that time, you know. But and it's not. And when it's right, you will know. No, when right. it's right, because it will feel right. Yeah. It will. You know, this is the thing. And I, I love meditating. And one of the mantras for today is the law of least effort. Right, we don't have to do all of this to get all we want. You know, it's it's one of those things where don't rush the process. Yeah. Even with teeth, you might just think about teething. 
Like, bro, it's a, it's so excruciating. But to get all those things, they have to pop one by one. And you have to feel that pain one by one. You know, just in life. I think, let's just slow down. That's mm. what I'm telling myself. That's a journey. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's not a sprint. You don't it's drive, a marathon. It's true. You don't yeah. drive from Nairobi straight to Mombasa. Ah, uh, bro. You have to pass Machakos, Makweni. You there get. You go. Yeah, and so. they're still human beings. They're still amazing people. They're still eating. They still have dreams all across that board as you go. So for and sure. you never know along, along the way something can change your life. Kabisa. All right. I think you've spoken about this one. Yeah. So it's just, it was the one about time and communication. For sure. And saying, do you think there's this misconception that a strong friendship involves constant communication and time spent together? But I, I think for that one, what I want to mention about communication, because I think this is also something that I'm learning for myself because I'm big on communication, is that silence is also communication. Yeah. All right. Body language is also communication. Um, gestures is also communication. And these are the things that we also, that subconsciously, we will also communicate. So this question, I think, was relating to texting all the time or being on the phone all the time. That one, I think, is ridiculous. Yeah. And people are busy. And we forget. And I'll just speak on my own. I am horrible at texting and calling. Kwanza calling, me I'm the guy for watching your phone. Because as in, as in picking up is difficult for me. Texting, I give it one to two weeks, depending on how serious it is, you know. Yeah. But I communicate in other ways. In that, if it's time for us to partner, we'll partner. And in that moment, it's just going to be you and I. I won't use my phone. And that's another thing that I'm also training myself, that when you're around people, take their time seriously and your time seriously. Yeah. Communicate with them. Um, Your body language. When you're going to meet someone, even if you're stressed, try leaving all of that behind and be with them. Actively listen to them. And that's communicating to them. Because when you have eye contact or when you're with someone or you touch someone, like, you know, these are things to reassure other people. So communication is definitely a very big and integral part of friendship but i don't think it's dozens that people are thinking oh let's chill on the phone for 10 hours bro now who has 10 I hours i never understand how people talk i don't know for 10 <laughs> hours post on twitter and be like I wish. like 10 hours what just on even? the phone yeah. i'm like yeah 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 i don't for sure you even had to talk with your phone on the charger bro of no, course no cup I, it even gets heated. Yeah, my friend. Sure. Nowadays, I do three hours with someone. I'm like, I love you, and the next time we're talking is like in a month, legit. A and it's time. not, it's not a tea out of love. I mean, out of anything. It's just that me as a human being, I don't like being like this the whole time. But you actually told us an important part down for communication. Yeah, I think in Strathmore, what they said, what seventy or eighty percent of communication is non-verbal. Of course. Uh, so yeah, that's you even like don't you even tell like when you check into a into a space you can already you can tell, really tell yeah, you can already pick up some some vibes. Hey, this person is feeling like this. This person is not this. Like it's a first impression. It might be wrong, but next question. Cues. Yes, Mother Teresa said. Yes, if you judge people, you don't have time to love them. Yes, what's your opinion on this? That is so true. Coming from the judgmental queen herself. <laughs> This one, when you actually went posted it on your story, I really pondered upon it and I really took time to go through it, especially from my lens because I used to be very judgmental. I've been raised Catholic and I'm, I'm remaining Catholic, but everything has its good and its bad. Yeah. And one of the bads that I find with Catholicism and Christianity 
in whole is the judgment part. And it's ridiculous because it's the one philosophy that is meant to be like, yo, come to me, we're all sinners. We've all sinned. So we're same uh, level. In, in fact, uh, uh, when I asked it yesterday on my stories, a lot of people gave that verse for, let he be without sin, be the first to, to cast, cast the, the stone. Yeah. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah. In fact, I'll actually, I got a couple answers. I think right. one of these days I'll, once I dis- deconstruct the answers, yes, I think I'll sit down and record a podcast with people's views and then share my view at the end. I think so. That yeah. would be very great. But for sure, I completely agree. But the practice of Catholicism sometimes um, that I've even like experienced in Christianity is where the guys who are judging guys, where the ones who are just like, you're going to hell, you're dying this. My friend. One thing that I always keep in my mind, once you point like a finger like this, three are pointing back Look at you. you. That's a good one. So then I said, looking at these three, hey! and I was like, hey, if I want to be deserving of love, then I have to quit judgment. So I'm unlearning the process. I still catch myself judging people, but I'm definitely more conscious and aware of it. And I'm always like, hey, hey don't judge. Because again, the other thing is you judge today. Tomorrow it's you. Yeah. You judge today, tomorrow it's you. And yours, oh my God, it's yours. Worse, huh? It comes and it shames you and rocks you and <laughs> I'm telling you, humbles you. So mm. to the last question of the yes. day. Yes. In regards to friendship, right. what advice would you give a younger Sylvie mm-hmm. and an older one? I would tell a younger Sylvie, don't rush the process. Those that are for you are for you. And you will know they're for you. Because I feel like deception and manipulation can can be skewed sometimes, but genuine love cannot hide. You cannot, it's you can't put it under the meza. When someone penders you for free, you know, nakupenda ya bure for real. It's it's it can't be high, hidden, energy. it can't be masked. It can't, you know. Yeah, energy like, can't. It just can't. So I'd tell her, imagine this now, just relax. Don't don't force things. Don't expect things from people. You know, be content with where you are, but more so accept yourself and be your number one friend. Be your first friend. And the older you. Be gentle, Nyaks. Um because I'm still unlearning a lot of things and I'm unlearning, relearning and learning, you know, living to be the best version that I can be. But part of these things, and I think part of the realizations or acknowledging your toxicity sometimes is you beat yourself down. Yeah. And especially when you come to realize that you also inflicted pain on people and pain that might have changed the trajectory of their lives in a negative way, you know, especially when that was not your intention. Cause as I said at the beginning, it, it's never been my intention to hurt anybody or to make them feel less of themselves or to make them feel boggled or beaten down or just, you know, as in that hurts me. Yeah. And for me, I, I want to be gentle with myself and realize that, it was not right and I have to take accountability and that's why I asked for forgiveness and deeply, genuinely, I'm asking for forgiveness. Um, but also to forgive myself because I did not know what I was doing to other people and 
I did not accept when I should have, and that was wrong of me. But I forgive myself and to be tender with myself. But then also to be open to new friendships and new acquaintances and not to close anyone off, you know, just to be open, to be adventurous and to just, you know, yeah, be patient, be present. Thank you so much for spending your time. Really appreciate. We hope that the audience has a few things to learn from. I definitely have learned something. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I am completely honored. Okay, for those who have made it this far, we really, really, really appreciate. I want to thank you for spending your valuable time to listen to what we had to say. I hope that you've learned a thing or two about what we spoke about today, about the aspects of friendship. Remember, we're all social beings. Be a good friend and have good friends around you. Um, remember that the podcast is brought to you by The Healthy Hub. Thank you for the Healthy Hub's team for sponsoring this podcast. See you next week.